Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 118. That's right, we're about to use a very out-of-date reference to make a joke. It's episode 118. 118. As always, we're going to stick a spoiler alert, even though there has been a significant amount of time since these two things have come out, because we are going to finally talk about the finales from Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan. But we're also going to be talking about what excited us from Comic-Con. So, ooh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that chat. We have a sodium story all about the MCU, and our Fantastic Five is all about adaptations. But without further ado, let's go into the podcast. I've missed, I've missed that. Uh, I've missed you. Oh, you're too kind. How oh. how have you been, buddy? I've been all right. I've been all right. It's been it's it's been a bit busy. It's been, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a bit busy. Uh, I'm trying to now think of everything that's been happening since uh, since we last got together. Mm. Uh, and it's just yeah. It um, feels like we've been we've spent like one pandemic apart. Like <laughs> yes, it does. It does. We should have started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought that would be a good idea what's been happening with you why are you so tired why are you so i just guess work guitar practice um writing some stuff i've oh yeah I've, this is what one bit of news i've officially got a comedy night hey um, that's that exciting starts in september yeah very excited about that although mm-hmm. then realizing hold on i'm hosting it as well as booking it yep that's a lot of work it's not that i mean f- i'm fine i'm fine with the aspects of the work uh, my 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 concern is my my turnover of writing material is not high oh no <laughs> no no neither is mine right now i am terrible i wrote some i wrote some material about birmingham and recently and that's about it i haven't even written about my, my being a dad so yeah. i understand i understand your so pain is, are you writing it because you're pining you're pining for <laughs> i'll tell you oh my god I actually watched the opening to the Commonwealth Games and I went, oh, I, I actually miss Birmingham. What's wrong with oh, me? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, mate. I was like, oh my God, I actually miss Birmingham. So, what would, what, would, what would present Rick do if he could go back in time and speak to living in Birmingham, Rick? Cherish it while you can. Enjoy, <laughs> your, enjoy your, not cherish it, because that sounds like it's like I'm in a bad situation. I'm not. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. And go do everything that you said you'd want to go do one last time. Go do it. Oh, well, it's not like you'll never go back to Birmingham. Oh, no, absolutely not. But it's like, it's very different visiting as it is yeah, to living. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, but so anyway, yeah, like pining, not pining, uh, trying to write like material. And, and then, uh, uh, do you know what? I got a book. I got a book about uh, emceeing. I actually, I actually got a book about emceeing. I was like, okay, because I, it's not the same as the pub quiz, but the pub quiz no. is kind of like emceeing. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I, it's not something I'm particularly used to. So anyway, that sort of got me uh, excited. But yeah, as I say, it's made me a little bit restless, mm. which has left get me up. a little bit, a little bit tired. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm surviving. The dog is a proper part of. We're a proper little family now. With oh, the dog. lovely. We are a proper little family. He is a little shit a lot of the time. Uh, No one taught him not to mouth and bite. (laughs) 
So he does it a lot. And he's got <laughs> tiny little teeth. You know, he's, he's old enough that he, he doesn't have the puppy teeth anymore. Mm. But the teeth do hurt to the point okay. where if, he, if he's got his mouth open and he, he, he doesn't go for your hand, but if he knocks your hand with a tooth, ow. Got you. Got you. <laughs> it's just got you. ow. Anyway, how's, how's your dog? How's, how's the little Porthos? I say little, he's huge. He's a giant. He's all right. He's just, he's lying beside me right now. Um, but he's, he's 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 doing well. Uh, so I can't I can't complain there. He's um cheekier, definitely cheekier since we've moved up here. Uh, taking right. more liberties and more. Op- I, I think it's because he knows our focus is taken away uh, at times because of Jonah. Aww. So he's like, I can get away with more, uh, which is quite funny. And can uh, he? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> but, but no, he's great. It's it's, it's lovely, and um, I am um, I am exhausted as always. I haven't caught up on any of that sleep on our time off. Oh dear! Um, because uh, well, I'm going to share this now. Is that tonight on uh, what's the date today? It's uh, Friday the what's the date today? The fifth. Friday the fifth of uh, August. Um, Joanna was. Jonah took his first steps <gasps> by himself. He's been walking oh. for a while with like support. Yeah. But tonight he, he he walked in a straight line for I think five or six steps with no aid, nothing, just walked. That's incredible. Congratulations. I uh, I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he, can go, he can go get a job now. Yeah. He can help when, around the house. When do I get him up the chimneys? <laughs> when do I get him stealing from people off the Royal Mile, like pickpocket? Do you have a fireplace? I am, yes. Start practicing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Oliver Twist with this. I'm, I'm, I'm just still <laughs> going to be Fagin and like just go up to the Royal Mile with him and just be like, just steal stuff, please. <laughs> just. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, I'm very excited to be, uh, of, of course, it's, it's the 5th of August as well. It's the first day of the Edinburgh Fringe, official mm, day, start day. Official day, yes. So I'm very excited to be in Edinburgh for that. Uh, I actually live here now, so now I get to be annoyed at the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm excited. I'm doing the last week uh, on the 20th to the 28th. I'm doing Clash of Fandoms, and I'm very, very excited about it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people's posts about Edinburgh with equal amounts of Oh, I'm jealous too. Thank fuck I'm not there. Do you know what, mate? I, I, I went to my first launch party uh, mm. in, in three years. And um, it was like as soon as I went there and I saw all the acts and everything like that, I was like, this is where I belong. Yeah. Like it was, was it, it was the like, list? it was like coming home. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like it was just like, this is where, I, this is where I, this is where I belong. This is what I should be doing. So no, it's been lovely. Anyway. Mm. It has been a while. I think it's been more than the four weeks we intended to do. Well, it's uh, been a while. It's been, uh, don't. Um, <laughs> Jesus, stained. They were a. They were a band. <laughs> they got washed out. They did. Yeah. That was not a long-lasting stain. <laughs> that was not a long-lasting stain at all. It was not. I remember they were, someone that used Silip Bang on that band. That's it was like they were. They were intense for one song, and then they just disappeared. Um, so anyway. Uh, Wow, why did you throw that nostalgia at me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shall we talk about Which two things talk about first? that we had been talking about? Mm. Uh, and then we didn't talk about the finales properly. Yes. 
No, we had we had a, a slightly unintended earlier break than planned, I think. Yeah, it, um, it was just circumstance. And then yeah. I think we took slightly longer than planned because of just, again, circumstance. And circumstance, we, just we are, timings we, were... Yeah. yeah, it's fine. And we are back now. Uh, so let's just very quickly talk about the finales of Obi-Wan and uh, Ms. Marvel. Should we start with Obi-Wan? So, Obi-Wan. Now, they stuck a landing after a very wobbly flight. <laughs> I I personally think it was a very... I thought I liked the start. Mm-hmm. And I thought the middle dipped massively. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. The, 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 the ending didn't redeem it all, but made it kind of worthwhile. Though, yeah, so it was, it was kind of made it worthwhile. You've got to question Obi-Wan's... Because um, I remember watching it a second time with Kelly. Mm. And Kelly pointing out the absolute obvious. And it's not that I wasn't thinking it. It's just I never really verbalized it. But yeah. Obi-Wan... Why did you let him live? If you were so, like, at that point, you'd accepted that Anakin was gone and all that was left was the evil that is Vader. Kill him. <laughs> Just fucking kill him. Yeah. He's down. You can do it. You can do yeah. this. Yeah. Like, all you it needs. so many lives. Do you know what? All it needed to do, all they needed to do to make that bit make sense, to, to get him to that point, is like one last force push from. Um, Anakin from Darth yeah. Vader, yeah, and then like like bring like he had enough power, he had enough energy just to push Obi Wan away and then pull the rocks around them or something like that. Yeah. That that would have been like okay, now they've even split. Like, I I get that, mm. but I agree. Like yeah. it was like why didn't you? That's what. Why did you let him live? I mean, don't get me wrong. I did like the the very throwaway like <sighs> goodbye Darth. Like I liked. Yeah. I did like that, but it's still. It's a huge question of you should not have let him live. Well, that the, is an incompetent Jedi, right? There. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he had his opportunity to do it in uh, on uh, Mustafar and mm-hmm. messed up. And now he messed up again on this other random planet. But I did like that whole fight sequence. Like, oh, it was beautiful. See, seeing him be full on Obi-Wan again, like proper yeah. Obi-Wan again, was like, yes, this is the moment. And even more powerful than yeah. we've seen him before. Oh, but. Did you think at any point, you know, when he lifts all the rocks, mm. it's like, you want high ground? Here's some high well, I'm ground. So, I am so disappointed. I'm so disappointed that um, Darth Vader didn't turn around when he put him in the hole. In the hole. And yeah. he go like, now I have the high ground. I was waiting for that line. No, I actually, I did say, because it's like that moment in uh, Solo mm. where he goes, where, where, where you think he's going to go when, when he kills Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah, and you think Woody Harrelson's going to do the thing of saying "always shoot first or yeah. something like that? I was like, don't say it, don't, don't say it, say don't, it, say, don't it. say it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was kind of like that with Vader. I was like, oh no, because people already complained about the dad jokes of like, be sure not to choke on your aspirations. <laughs> of course, I yeah. thought it could have been a bit. Now who has the high ground? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I, I still wanted it. Now I have the high ground. Like it would have been, I think it would have been cool. But the the the, the sequence, the bit at the end where he had like um the 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 the, the, the switch between Anakin's voice and Darth's voice. Oh, beautiful, amazing. Was incredible. Yeah. Was like, such a great scene. I I just like it was so it was haunting. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. it, it was really good. Um, so overall, I agree with you. I think it stuck the landing after, but it was so dangerously close to being. I just think the series, it was a movie. It was a movie that was padded out. 
But you, you know that is what it was. No, so I know. No, no, no. I know. I know. The trilogy. I've read recently. They planned the trilogy, and this first season was supposed to be the the part one of a trilogy. Yeah. But they, as you say, they padded it out a bit too much. Yeah, because uh, Reva, I still wasn't a hundred percent sold on her. Like, I get it, but it was obvious, and I just don't think feel it was well done. I thought it was not really done, no. um, and. It was it was a bit of a weird one, but of course we had the joy right at the end. Mm-hmm. Took you long enough, <laughs> like oh, I was always here. Did you find he was a lot more Irish? I did, I did, and it, it's it's incredible how he doesn't look that much older. Oh, I think the fact that he's a ghost, they they can get away with a bit more de aging that doesn't this look as bad. This is very true. I think. This is very true. But he 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 looked very good, and it was I. I also loved like he he clearly still knew the character because it felt yeah. like Qui Gon, which I really yeah. liked. And no, I'm it's they can't not have a second season now. So. It, it ends in a, such a way that you could leave it there. You genuinely could yeah. leave it there. You could. Um, the thing is, you've got to give it to someone, like a showrunner, who will not try and connect it tenuously to the existing universe. So oh, no, no. At this point now, it has to be or, individual yeah. stories. Like, it has to be, like, something standalone. It couldn't be... It doesn't need to touch A New Hope. It doesn't need to touch Rogue One. It just needs yeah. to exist on its own i totally agree with that yeah it's uh did you like by the way um the 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 hello there did you uh did you appreciate that yeah i appreciated it been waiting an entire season for it so it was just like finally hello there didn't even know i wanted it didn't even know i wanted it i I wanted it i wanted it from the very beginning from the first episode i wanted it but i'm so happy it was there i i i I didn't even consider it and then i was like oh of course he's gonna say that i was like perfect perfect of course so no i i i'm gonna rewatch the series but Mm. i I bet you i enjoy it more the second time because my um expectations are lower i think it's also a better binge yeah. When, it, when it's when you can watch it all continuously rather than the weekly nuggets, I think right, uh, right. I think it will be better because, as you say, it's like a movie. It's mm. essentially what is it like forty minutes, fifty minutes an episode? So it's kind of right, yeah. like a very long movie or two two films thereabouts. But yeah, yeah, I, I'd like a second season, but it ends in such a way that I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. Okay, cool. Miss um, Marvel, how are we feeling about that? I loved it from episode one to the end. I I loved it. I, I, say it's I genuinely did. I don't know if it was perfect, it was. but I loved it. What would you change? Um, I'd probably make uh, the villains of damage control a little better. I'd also make the clandestines. I I didn't find to be that compelling villains. They you, we didn't really get enough because I don't think they we were... had one. We didn't even get a full episode of thinking that they were good guys. Like within that episode, we were. It was revealed that they were bad, and we still didn't. I didn't really get to know those bad guys enough other than they were her crush's mum. That was uh, But I think it. like this was all to do with like pacing. Like, you know, I think like it's just it by doing it that quickly, I think it, this is what I liked about this this movie, this this show is that it felt snappy. It didn't drag. It never felt like it dragged. Even when they went back in time and showed the the history. I loved that episode. It was it was really it was fantastic. It's like Doctor Who, please take notes. Right? Yeah. It's like this is how you do history. Um and it was and at no point did I feel like this show was dragging. Like and every part of it 
felt important. Everything felt like it was feeding into the story. Mm. Um, and, you know, and so like at the end, when the whole community are protecting Miss Marvel, I was on, was I, I was like, I, I was there, you know, I felt like it was like, yeah, I totally get it. And yeah, first of all, that actress, she is insane. What a find. She is amazing. Um, second of all, I'm interested to see what happens with Cameron because in the comics, he's the bad guy. Yes, uh, and they were they were hinting at that. They were hinting at it, but yeah. so do do they continue that on? Like, so it's interesting to see what I'll be interested to see what they do with that in the future. Um, but I, I, I personally, I think it was perfect. I wouldn't have, I personally wouldn't have changed a thing in the whole show. Is that the uh, little bits like? Did she get taken out of school to go to India? Like, because school was still going. Like, and <laughs> India's not a quick trip from the US. That's, that's it's it's not. But you know, there are that's, there's there's logic flaws. You know, because we did pick apart Obi Wan with the same logic problems, and I think there are some some logic problems. But I know. don't. I didn't pick Obi Wan apart from for logic problems. Yes, I we both up, did. We did pick. We both did. No, that one one thing, which was the, no, the, the there was a, there was a second one in the the the. If we're going to go back to it, where. Uh, Leia is going through that hallway in the secret tunnels and then the woman that she's with goes back, somehow manages to miss going past Reva, then Reva manages to overtake Leia in those same corridors. How did that happen? That was you. You did that and I agreed yeah, with you. And I went, it and makes I, sense though. I'm not, no, 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 no. But, what but I'm, we both took it apart. Yeah, my, my, no, but my main issues were, were with, um, like okay. I could have overlooked that yeah. if the writing was better in Obi-Wan. Yeah. My issue was with was with the writing and the pacing and everything. Like it was just so slow and dry. There wasn't through. a lot wrong with the writing in Miss Marvel. Whereas it, with Miss Marvel, really I, I, you can forgive the logical flaws because, Ooh. like, who's to say that she? Who's to say the parents didn't ask for permission for her to go to India? Pakistan, well, actually, actually, Pakistan, actually. If it was Pakistan. Be, yeah, sorry. no, that's a good point. That's a good point. And uh, but also, the mum was already pissed off with her. The mum was already pissed off with her for her to go. Okay, fine. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Pakistan. We're gonna go to Karash, Karachi. We're gonna go there. It's like, really? You're actually gonna okay that? But she, uh, we don't. Yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, it was it was good. And what do we think of the reveal? Right at the end. Oh, oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now we've wrecked. Well, they're doing they're, 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 the ver- they're doing it very. Very slyly with everything, aren't Ms. they? Ms. Marvel is officially the first mutant in the MCU. Yep, so they've done that. And then you've got like, they're really sort of rolling in the mutants. Boom, boom. Professor X. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're going for it. They're going for it. But they're doing it. It's fun because they've, the, um, they've done the nod to the fans in Multiverse of Madness. But the Miss Marvel thing now feels like this is how we're doing it. This is the real yeah. thing. So I'm, 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 it's good. I also, uh, the more I was, I thought you were going to go talk about was the, uh, the end credit sequence. Oh, what they're leading up to the Marvels. To the Marvels, yeah. So the, the mm. appearance of Captain Marvel. So where has Miss Marvel gone? So, uh, because they've swapped places. No, so I, here's, here's some things. Um, I've done some nerd research. <clears throat> Uh, so, have you heard of the Nega Bands? No. So, the Nega Bands are bracelets that you, Wonder Woman, knock your wrist together, and you can teleport in time and space. Mm. And uh, when we f- see the origin of the bangle in Ms. Marvel, remember yeah. it was taken off of a blue body, quite, mm-hmm. quite obviously a Cree body. Mm-hmm. 
but they kept on talking. I noticed this more on the rewatch. Uh, they talk about they only have one bangle. They're supposed to be two. Right. So one was obviously on Earth, and one is wherever Ms. Marvel is, and Ms. Marvel's obviously done something, and that's created the old switcheroo. Right. That's, that, that's, that's a theory, because they don't call them negabands uh, in, in, the, uh, in the show, but they talk about how there should be two of them, and then the, the uh, Aisha, she says, well, one will have to do. So there is obviously a second one. Whether Ms. Marvel will get that and then she'll be even more powerful, who knows? Um, I'd like how uh, Bisha, um, Bisha Ali had to talk about, because uh, when she was interviewed about Ms. Marvel after the, pre- uh, the finale went, and she had to clarify, because people thought that Ms. Marvel had transformed into, like made herself look like Carol Oh, Captain Danvers. Marvel, yeah. Uh, but actually, no, it's like, no, they have swapped places, so you'll have to... We're not gonna, we're not getting that until next year, yeah, which feels yeah. annoying. That's a yeah. long time to wait. For. It is. Well, but you think about it, it was um, the time between WandaVision and uh, Doctor Strange was quite a while, so... Mm. Yeah, so actually... That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, so... And it, the MCU's done this since the beginning. Like, it's taken a while for them to actually then... Like, what happened to Bucky at the end of Winter Soldier? And then we finally... We didn't really get the answer until Infinity War. Well, I mean, I just assumed he was dead. Yeah, Because so. I didn't know about the Winter Soldier at this point. I, don't, I, I was not as clued S- up. Sorry, Civil War. Yeah, we didn't get the answer until Civil War. And Civil War, we didn't get the answer of that until Infinity... So, you know, it's it's... It's yeah, been like that. They take their time and like it just gives us a chance to concentrate on other stuff. Because if you imagine that they just concentrated, like gave us everything to do with Scarlet Witch yeah. or Miss Marvel all at once, you'd forget that that's literally too much to try and handle yeah, at it's, it's once. A, it's a lot going on. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I'm okay with it. It takes time for us to digest and take in other stuff, you know, because if you think about it, we've now got, we're now going to have She-Hulk to watch, which looks brilliant um, it does doesn't it, it i've spoken l- to some people they say oh this looks terrible I'm like, it, it looks, looks great fantastic it looks funny the it does yeah. some fourth wall breaking exactly what i want the character to do yeah it just looks hilarious you've got, you've got wong you've got blonsky you've got bruce yeah. you, and well, you've, why, got, you've got daredevil it's it's gonna it, be great. It looks great we've also got like there, there's so much that's coming that like over the even just over the next few months that you know we, we will not notice the time going until um the marvels comes out so yeah Ooh. cool well so we like the, the, so we like the finale then we, I, 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 I liked it very, very much. I d- Excellent. My only concern is if any time there's now a mutant or the concept of mutants is ever spoken about in the MCU, mm. we're going to have a... Because when, when Charles appears in Multiverse of Madness, yep. when they say it to Ms. Marvel... You've got a mutation. Da, 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 da. Oh, Jesus Christ. Every single time. Every single time. You're, you're so irritating. Um, <laughs> Do you want me oh, to get the guitar out? I can play no, it on I there as really well. No, I really don't. <laughs> um, okay. So. Well, now we've spoken about all of that, you did briefly touch on everything that was announced at Comic-Con. Mm. Mm. Now, we're not going to talk about everything. Because then we'd, then we'd be on a three-hour record and we can't do that. <laughs> we, we really can't. Um, what is the thing you are most excited for? So, do you know, it's not even though that I was excited. It's, it's, it's a weird one. I can't... I am... Obviously, I'm excited for what I'm about to say. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I am, But I'm excited because of the background. Because the background is, is that they said that they... Well, 
it was hinted that Kevin Feige was like, yeah, we're not going to do Avengers movies anymore. Like, mm-hmm. there's not going to mm-hmm. be these big event Avengers movies anymore. It's yeah. going to be... That, that's because that's what he said, didn't he? He said he that. Did. He, he said did. that. He said, we're done with the Avengers. And now we're getting two. <laughs> Six months apart. I'm so excited. In it's the same Kang year. Dynasty. Like, Kang Dynasty is, 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 that's an incredible. And then Secret Wars. Oh my God. Like, literally, like, I'm so happy about this. Because, like, look, I, if, if they said, like, no more Avengers stuff like that, and they stuck to their word, I would have been fine with it. Because generally, mm. I've been quite enjoying the stuff that's been coming out. A lot of it feels like a lot more standalone stuff that you can just enjoy yeah. by itself, for example. I'm, just, I'm currently rewatching Moon Knight right now, which is amazing on a rewatch. I Even, love Moon Knight. I love it. Yeah. I thought it was But, like, you've got Miss Marvel, you could technically watch as a standalone. It works very well. WandaVision yes. actually works very well as a standalone. Um, Loki, all of these work well as a standalone. But they are feeding into each other, but in a very different way. Like, they are feeding in very different ways to each other. And I like that. Um, but I don't, it, it's mad. Like, the fact that there's going to be new Avengers. There's no Iron Man. There's no Captain America. Um, which, you know, they were... The, there is a Captain America. Oh, sorry, there is a... Yeah, there's, yes, 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 <laughs> there's, sorry, there's no Iron Man. There's no Steve Rogers. Chris Evans uh, would, would tweet you and say... Sam Wilson is Captain America. Sorry, I meant there's no Steve Rogers. Um, that's okay. what I meant. There's no Steve Rogers. There's no uh, Tony Stark. Actually, I'll say that. There's no Tony Stark. No, yeah, that's a good point as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's no Tony Stark and there's no Steve Rogers, which is what the whole of phase one through three, yeah. those were the linchpins of the entire series. There's no Black Widow. Series. Not, there's no Natasha. No Natasha, yeah. No Natasha, right? So it's going to be really interesting. It's what like so we've got hawkeye the new hawkeye we've got we've got two hawkeyes now technically we've kind of got two hawkeyes but i do think that no um, i do believe he's going to hand over the um jeremy renner will just be the guy in the chair in yeah future, and i'm fine with be, that yeah. because hayley yeah. hayley's amazing she's brilliant, she's brilliant. Uh, kate bishop is so good but yeah. um so you know we are gonna have a hawkeye we are gonna have a black widow um we're gonna have hulk still we're still gonna have thor yeah right Scarlet Witch will come back, I reckon. Has to. Um, who else? Vision will have to come back. You've just reminded me of something. Let me just ask you. Don't you just say yes or no? We don't have to talk about it. Did you see Thor: Love and Thunder? No. Okay, right. Um, who else have we got? Um, who, what other characters have we got? Avengers wise. So we've got Avengers Captain America. Wise, Captain America. We've still Spider-Man. got Spider Man. Spider Man. They Spider-Man. don't know he's Peter Parker, but they do know Spider-Man is a friend of the Avengers, yeah, yeah. surely. Yep. So no, uh, we've got the Winter Soldier still. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Um, Wong. Wong. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Um, Captain Marvel. And Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. She-Hulk. And whatever whatever mutants they start bringing the in. The Eternals. <clears throat> yeah, the Eternals. And yeah, Eros and uh, Star Fox. And uh, oh, uh, they're, they're bringing in the Black Knight and Blade. Uh, so you know, Daredevil. Do you think? Do you think? Because do you remember? Do you remember before Civil Ant-Man. War, Ant Man, the Wasp, and uh, I think the new one, the daughter, Cassie. I think uh-huh. her name is Stature. I think that's the. It's gonna be but, so much. But um, did um, oh no, my mind's gone blank. It doesn't matter. Um, with the whole. 
like uh, this is there's, there's so much going on. There is just there's, there's so much. But so yeah, you're going with uh, Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars? What's your favorite? What's the I'm one both of them, about? but yeah, mainly Kang Dynasty. I think like Kang Dynasty it sounds because we've had the, obviously from the, from the Loki that episode of Loki where we met um, He Who Remains, yeah. who talks about himself being like multiple, and he is Kang. Well, mm-hmm. he, there are other versions of him who is Kang. I'm really it's interesting. I want to know if we're going to have a version of Kang that joins the Avengers. That's what I want to know. Because uh, yeah. there is a version of Kang um, who joins the Avengers. He's Iron Boy, right? It's yeah. like, so, well, he's, he's a descendant of Reed Richards yeah. as well. So, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with the Kang dynasty uh, and how they work it out. So, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited about it. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's me, you. Um, there's a load of projects, you know. I, yeah, of course. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dubious that there's that Phase Six slate is very blank. It's Fantastic Four, and then the two Avengers movies, and then there's nothing else on that on mm. that board. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like Eternals two, and um, maybe another Spider Man and uh, X Men films, which there's a rumor that it's going to be called The Mutants, not X Men or anything like that. But even though I don't like the name. I am very intrigued about Thunderbolts. Mm. I'm very intrigued about that because they're kind of like the antithesis of the Avengers, but they're not. They're not. I still think they're 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 like Suicide Squad. They're like the Suicide Squad in that yeah. it's taking the bad guys and making them do good things. Well, we've got U.S. Agent so far. We've got uh, U.S. Agent. We got the other, the new Black Widow. Yeah, because she's she's Val Val has recruited recruited her. Yep. Zemo's supposed to be one of them as yep. well. Again, this could there could be room for another version of another Kang. Well, Blomsky uh, is technically Blomsky. Yeah. it could be in a Thunderbolt exactly as well. Uh, what other villains are still remaining uh, in on, Loki. on the board? Well, yeah, it's a Loki. Um, Loki, Loki's a possibility as well. That's actually a very good point. So yeah, we could have this. I think they're wanting to do it before DC tried to do um, Dark the, the Dark Dark Justice League or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but Justice League Dark, that's it, the other way around. But I mean, because DC haven't had they haven't had a good run of things recently, uh, and and the that whole Batgirl, Batgirl thing. We haven't well, even talked it? about the whole Batgirl thing. Which we is will not talk madness. about that. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about it very quickly now to say what a fucking joke. Um, it's, it's absolute madness. Um, so and, and and I love there was a meme there was a meme that someone shared it was like <laughs> Marvel are going there's all of these films coming out we've got about fifty films coming out over the next three years it's like what's DC going it's like we've got Shazam and Evil Shazam <laughs> that's, that's kind of that's it. it that's it that's, that's literally what they've got it. yep yep so to be fair Shazam's pretty good Shazam was a good film I'm I'm really I, I don't think Black Adam looks that good, to it be does. honest. It looks terrible. Okay, good. It's not just me. No, it's, it, look, it's, it looks it, terrible. It, and it, it's it, not me being a Marvel fanboy, because I love DC. Look, I'm someone who enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I enjoyed know. it. I don't know what's wrong with you. I enjoyed but the pro- it. The, the, problem, the problem with, I think one of the problems with Black Adam is that The, the Rock isn't actually a very good actor. He's not great, no. He's The Rock. He, you cast him because he's the rock. And the problem with this movie is that you need someone to be Black Adam, not the rock. Also, the rock is someone who is rumoured, and I say rumoured because obviously I don't know if this is true, but the rock is someone who I believe is rumoured to, he can't lose a fight on screen. 
right? So, and he has to get the same number of blows. You know how sometimes actors would be like, well, I need to have this many lines. Mm. And uh, I believe, like, well, the only reason they could get, uh, like, um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in Heat to have that scene together is they had to have an exact amount of lines each for it to work. Because that's that's how actors work. They go with screen time and and lines. So that's fine. And with action stars, and I know this is like they can they're not allowed to take certain punches or they can take only like three punches, but they have to win the fight and things like Mm. that. So the rock playing the anti-hero in Black Adam, fine. But if you're setting him up to be a villain in another Shazam movie, how are you going to get away with making him lose? Yeah. Although saying that, I've just realized a contradiction. He does lose in the film adaptation of Doom. Well, there you go. Okay, so we got rid of that. Look, DC aside, you're excited about Thunderbolts. Or you're interested. It's not that I'm excited. It's the one I'm definitely, for someone who, I I, I don't like the name. I think it's a dumb name. Honestly, Mm. I do. But um, I'm intrigued as to how it forms, how it fits. And because of what Secret Wars, what happens in Secret Wars, I think... It's gonna. I think that's gonna be a really important key into some of the players that because I have a feeling Thunderbolts will be Suicide Squad esque. I think they're gonna start killing off villains because they really need to. They need to do a Suicide Squad and kill off some of those bad guys. Yeah, yeah. We also. I. I, I want to. I, I. In the next phase, yeah. can we have a villain who's a villain again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be. That would be. That'd be great. Can we have That'd another Red Skull, please? Yeah, no, that would be that would be Red Skulls uh, for me. I think Red Skull. I, I I genuinely think Red Skull actually one of it might be one of my favorite villains from the early MCU movies. He's I I, I and this is the you know you know me. I, I'm someone who prefers uh, Captain America: The First Avenger over Winter Soldier. I'm I'm one of those guys. I I genuinely I love that film. I love the First Avenger so much. And you are right. Like um, Johann Schmidt is just a delicious villain as exactly and i think i think i think yeah. we've missed that i think it's good having sympathetic villains but at the same time it's like not every villain needs i, I, I would just like to have a villain be a villain well thanos that's why thanos worked is even though you could understand his logic he was still a psychopath and clearly a oh villain. god yeah anyway much more so than killmonger there was that thing again another meme that i see where it's like um, Killmonger is like, oh, he's actually quite reasonable, but he, we're going to get him to kill his girlfriend for no reason, just so that you know he's a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, quickly, I just remembered what I was yeah. going to say earlier. Uh, Kang Dynasty. Did you know they've announced the director? No. It's the director of Shang Chi. He's directing <gasps> Kang Dynasty. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> I was already a little bit excited. Now. I am. That's because Shang Chi. Right. Is, I, I still like stand by. I film. stand by it. I've watched it three, four times now. Shang Chi is the coolest movie in the MCU right now. It's it's great. I I really enjoy it. I like it's Shang-Chi a, it's a, lot. a great film. It's very cool. It's visually beautiful, mm. and it tells an amazing story. I feel um, really bad. I don't remember the director's name, but I know it's yeah, him. That's great. Hangar if it's him, then so, yeah. the movie is going yeah. to be amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Shall we do this? Oh, I've got something for you. Now that we've been talking MCU, this is going to allow us to talk a lot more MCU. Well, let's hit the music. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. Where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. Okay. Okay. 
this is uh, not from one of our usual sources. Oh. Uh, th- th- to be honest, this is on a, on, on a few different pages. Um, this is on a few different pages, but this is from, I don't like the name of this website, to be honest. It's called the Mary Sue. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. But wait till you see the headline, because part of me is positive about this. Another part of me is a little bit not positive. Mm. Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> you know the man. We you know all the, love name. the man. Uh, rumored to play Professor X in the Marvel X Men reboot. Oh no, I'd go for that. You'd go for that? Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, yeah. Look, I <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. Right? There's going to be a backlash. Of course, there's going to be yeah. a backlash. But he would be brilliant. He would be. The, the The only thing that I like it, and I think he's a good uh, he's a good actor. Uh, he's, he would be a good casting for it in, in a lot of respects. I'd say he's like 80% there. Um, I would love to see him play a good guy as opposed to all of the assholes and yeah, bad guys just, that he's played. Yeah, as long as he doesn't make chicken, I think we're okay. <laughs> Understood that reference. Uh, <laughs> the only thing is... I think I've, seen him, I've seen him... Oh, no, he wasn't. He was an arsehole in Community. Yeah, he probably was. The only thing I don't think he's been an arsehole in is because he played... Um, well, no, he's a misunderstood arsehole in Community. He plays Bug... Bug, bug uh, what's his name? Um, is it Bagheera? The, yeah. the the wolf? The lead yeah. wolf in uh, Jungle, Jungle Book? Book. He, play, yeah. he does the voice of Bagheera in, uh, in that. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think it would be good. I think it's a good choice. I'd love to see it. And I think... I just... It, I kind of feel that Professor X should be British. That's because I'm not of, saying white. I'm saying British. Like, but he yeah, wasn't can, British in the cartoons. I suppose not. But wasn't he was British because of Patrick Stewart in the uh, the late uh, early two okay. thousands? Just, just before that, that, he was American. Okay, okay, then fine. No, but I understand. I understand your thought process because mm. Patrick Stewart made that role. Like honestly, yeah, like there was no one else at the time. It was perfect casting. In the same way. Uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer was the perfect beast. Like no one, no one else. I, now that you say it, now that when I try and hear uh, Patrick Stewart doing a Professor X voice, I think he did Americanize some of his words. He did. He absolutely did. But I understand where you went. Like I understand. Mm. But yeah, Professor X is American. But it's because it's Patrick Stewart it was so iconic in that role. Yeah. He made that role. It's like it's hard to see other actors play Spock. You're always comparing them to Leonard Nimoy. It's not to say that other characters haven't played Spock well. It's mm. just that you'll always hear Leonard Nimoy's voice, and it can be a bit off-putting to hear other actors do their own thing in it. I only have one criticism over the new Spock. Go on, and that is he's too ripped. Yeah, like no, Nimoy I agree. Never I agree. I, I, I agree. There's with a that. scene with New Spock where he's got his shirt off, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! You say that Leonard Nimoy wasn't too bad himself. Yeah, but when uh, no, but when he was playing Spock, he was a little sort of hunched. Yeah. Like, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, back, yeah. We're not talking about this. that. I, 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 yeah. Pinch yourself as always, because like, anyway, mm, mm. I would love this casting. Yes, I think he would do the role justice. Yeah. And I would love to feed off the tears of the toxic fanboys. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of other people that actually would fit the role as good as Giancarlo Esposito. And do you know what? I can't think of anyone. I think really. he would be a great role. I think he would be a great part. Like it's it's gonna have to be. Like, this is the, the thing about Professor X. It has to be someone a bit older. 
because he's been around yeah. um and he's you know just for experiences and stuff like that um and you know an older actor is going to be the one that carries that experience and honestly he's a great fucking actor like and but also because when when i say that Giancarlo Esposito would be good for him to play a good guy really though and i do think this is one of the only things that um the x-men dark phoenix film did well mm-hmm. is the concept that charles xavier isn't entirely a good person no i like no i, I yes i agree with that i like that that film is a mess an utter yeah. mess but that bit they get quite well i think they they do quite well yeah that like, is just like you send children to fight battles <laughs> it's like what? yeah you talk about fagin he's like fagin in a lot of yeah. ways yeah yeah so yeah cool good story so yeah so that's yeah that's a, that's the thing I, I didn't read anything out from it like about where they get their sources from or anything like that but um but yeah that's that's a rumor that's going around yeah john carlo esposito is I professor hope it happens yeah me too Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. It's a good sodium story. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one. I didn't feel bitter about it. No, or, exactly. Or That's always nice when it's a sodium story we do want to happen. Yeah. And, we, and, 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 and like we, there's a part of us that really does want it like so yeah, badly to be true yeah. like I, I just do i think i think yeah so no nice nice find because nice i wouldn't have thought about it i wouldn't have thought yeah. it this is, this is a good return to to the podcast i'm enjoying this yeah yeah it was lo- lo- lots of positivity <laughs> no next week it'll be horrible next week it'll be like um next week it'll be like we're resurrecting adam west to play batman again like oh, it's gonna be like weekend at bernie's but batman weekend at batman's <laughs> Do you do you have any thoughts just to just to throw this in there because this was a, announced today? Do you have any thoughts on the character Lady Gaga might be playing in the Joker sequel? Oh my god! No, I have no thoughts. I just, I just, no. Look, Lady Gaga is, is she's great. She's, she's amazing. Great. I, I, I love Lady Gaga. I she's, don't want a Joker sequel. I don't want a Joker sequel. Also, I, 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 I was what I was going to say is like Lady Gaga's great. I her first album is amazing, um, and she's a, she's an amazing singer and she's a great actress. Like so she is actually very good. Yeah, she's very very good. But I don't want a Joker. Same, literally what you said. The words you said. The reason I I've, I've heard, but I don't care because I don't want a Joker sequel. Oh no, it's official. She 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 posted a, a no 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 a I know I know no no I know I know I know I haven't but I haven't heard like I haven't seen anything about it and I don't Ooh. care because I don't want a Joker sequel. I, I think yeah. like that movie. They're gonna make a Joker sequel that's gonna be a musical, but nah, fuck Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should we do a Fantastic Five to cheer ourselves up? Let's do it. Okay. Play the music. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five So we went through our usual rigmarole What, what are we going to do for a Fantastic Five? We did this last week as well Because we, we intended we to record week. last week And that went out yeah. the window So this is a week old um, So Which is quite I nice I have changed one of my choices as well Of course you have you have but um but yeah i it's it's quite a good one though it was quite fun to put together i enjoyed this one yeah so definitely had to put a lot of thought into it like because it was like is it 
so this one this do you want to explain what this one is it's it's adaptations but like as essentially i was going from the angle of as as faithful an a- adaptation as can be so for instance like if if i was the biggest fan in the world of age of ultron the movie um i wouldn't count it because it is not an adaptation of the comic book of no. age of ultron because it is it is it's just it just has the characters in it it's not an adaptation of age of ultron it is a different story entirely um so this is what i would consider this list or my list at least is faithful adaptations uh, so whether it's a comic book into a film or TV series or a book into a film or TV series, a good adaptation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who Shall do you, who I'll go first. first so you, can you go first. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm going to start in very controversial style. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Game of Thrones. Interesting. Now, the reason I'm going to start with Game of Thrones is that the parts of Game of Thrones that have been adapted from the books are very good. (laughs) (laughs) And you know I'm right. You know I I, I, I don't know because I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've never watched it. But you know where I'm going with this. I do know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. The parts that were adapted from the books, the, the the specific series that were that were adapted from the books, are very good, like like stunningly good, like yeah. unbelievably good. And then when they got ahead of the books, there were no more books for them to adapt, and they had to create their own stuff. Yeah. Then things went a little bit wrong. Yeah. Now everyone has their own, you know, everyone has their own sort of opinions. Most people, you know, a lot of people say that it was terrible. I'm actually on the fence of saying it wasn't terrible. It just didn't, it just needed more room to breathe. It just needed, it needed another couple of episodes just to slow things down and take their time. It was a smooth flight, but a crash landing is what you're saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the stuff they adapted was phenomenal. So that is my number five. And obviously the reason it's number five is because of the, the way it ended. So that's my number five is Game of Thrones. Very nice. Okay. Well, that's a that's a it's a it's a strong start. Okay. A what's strong your, what's, start. What's your number 5? My number 5 is uh again probably controversial to some. Uh I actually very much enjoyed this film and that was a Zack Snyder film called Watchmen. And I I think it was actually a, an incredible adaptation considering Everyone considered it un, 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 unfilmable. Um, they they probably, I mean, I, I do like the ultimate cut that intertwines the whole, like, animated stuff. But I think the director's cut's better, even though it's got some shonky acting. This is why it's number five, because, like, mm. Malin Ackerman as Silk Spectre isn't particularly great as a performer, to be honest. Uh, Carla Gugino as the Silk Spectre one, she's brilliant. Um, Rorschach brilliant the stuff with night owl all good the effects on dr manhattan at the time you know it was like mid like late 2000 2000s at that point i just think it was a good adaptation and you know what as controversial as it is i prefer the ending in the film than the comic only for the fact that it does tie in everything very nicely with the um dr manhattan working with ozymandias on creating energy and all of that so Mm. i just think as an adaptation 
they changed what they needed to change, but the rest of it keeps so faithful, even visually, because that's what Zack Snyder's good at. I just think it is a good adaptation of the comics. So, cool. Good shout. If Love you it. disagree, fuck you. I don't disagree, though. <laughs> so fuck no, you. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, what's your number four? My number four. I'm going strong again with this one, but there's a reason it's number four. Is because you're talking about faithful adaptations, and I've kind of gone loose, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> There's a couple mm-hmm. of mine that are a little bit like on the ropes, you know. Um, oh, go on, then. And this is the first one. It's uh, it's The Shining. Right. No, no, I'd say that's an adaptation. It is, no, no. These are all every every single one of these is an adaptation. Okay. But it's how mu- how faithful it is to the source material, because yeah. there's there's quite a lot in the film that's not in the book. For example, the twins. Yeah, the yeah, bleeding yeah, elevator. Yeah, oh, here's Johnny. Mm-hmm. All, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. None of the mm-hmm. hedge maze. None of them are in the book. Sure. However, that film is so goddamn good. Yeah, it takes the source material and creates something incredible. It is. I remember the. You know the first time I saw that movie. I was living in a hotel. <laughs> so my parents owned a hotel in Aberfoyle, middle of nowhere as well, right? Mm. Absolutely middle of nowhere. And so one night I was in the bar, it was on, and I sat and watched it and got terrified. And then I had to walk upstairs through the house, through the hotel to get to our flat that was inside the place. My God. Oh, mate, I was, how old was I? I must have been about 11 or 12. No, I was older than 13 or 14, actually. I think, like, it was terrifying. i got to tell you, this sounds like you could get an excellent 10 minutes of stand-up out of this. Oh, I really should write a bit about <laughs> you this. You really should. But, oh, my God, was I terrified. But I watched it back in, when I was older, and it is an incredible, incredible film. Um, and to have d- to come from that source material, I mean, like Stephen King as well, like is an incredible, incredible writer. Like yeah. he's, what, what can't the man write? That's the question, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and The well, Shining, he, he can't write a, 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 a sex scene with 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 uh, underage people. That oh no, he can. Oh, mm, no, mm, don't. Yeah, no, mm, no. Mm. just because you can. <laughs> Your your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do something. (laughs) Right. But no, I think The Shining is just a fantastic adaptation of the the source material. And that's, and because of the slight, because of quite a few changes, that's why it's my number four. No, I like, listen, I just talked about an adaptation that had a completely different ending to the one that was written in the book. So so what you've just said, I, I have no critique. Cool. Excellent. What's yours? There you go. Number four. Uh, my number four uh, is, and this is the one that's changed. This is the one that's changed from the one that I told you. It's not very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love the book, and I think the film does an incredible job of adapting it. It has a controversial actor in it of this day because the yep. star in it is Johnny Depp. Oh. Um, but it's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, that's a great film. I loved the film. I loved the film so much that I did read the book and I didn't realize how faithful it was. And you know what? The book leaves you kind of colder because you realize how fucked up America was in those days. And not to say America isn't fucked up now, but that film represents like you think that 
in that film, everyone is a little bit too unreal, a little bit too outrageous. But reading the book, there's especially a scene in the book that is just a, a, a transcript of a recording. So there's a whole chapter that isn't like written. It's just like, this is just a thing that happened. And the stuff, it's just wild. It's just absolutely wild. Like people, when he's, they're saying they're looking for the American dream and then they start trying to give them direction, directions because they think they know it's, a, it's as, as a place. And they're like, no, they're just talking about the concept of the American dream, but you're now actually trying to physically give them directions there because they were that dumb. Yeah. Um, it is one of the truest representations of taking the sorts of drugs that they have taken. Now, I've not taken all of the drugs, <laughs> but I've taken some of them to know how, how real some of those scenes are. And it's extraordinary... And the performances, Benicio Del Toro, Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, and Tobey Maguire. Um, like, the cast is incredible. Just, yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is such a good ad adaptation of the book. Such nice. a good one. Good shout. So, yeah. Love it. Thanks. Okay. Number three. Okay, my number three is a movie I did not expect to enjoy but became a massive fan of the series and have read the books multiple times as well because of it. Um, and I, I'm going to say this, this is one of the best modern day adaptations of source material to film. Like, and one of the most, sorry, one of the most accurate, one of the most accurate adaptations, not one of the best, one of the most accurate. Okay. Okay. And this is number three. It's the Hunger Games. Oh. Right. That I, I am a big fan of the Hunger Games series as I thought the movies were really fun, really enjoyed them. But it wasn't until I read the books that I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I could see, it was so good. Like, I could see what I saw when I was reading the books. Like, this is the movie. Like, it was literally the movie. But what was incredible, because the books, so the books are written entirely from Katniss's point of view. Okay. What, like, great expectations kind of thing. Yeah, so entirely from Katniss's point of view. So everything that happens is from Katniss's point of view. You don't hear, you don't find out about any other character's motivations except from how they interact with her. You don't find out about anything else that happens unless she is in that place. Okay. So when they made the film, they actually had to write new pieces to explain the stuff going outside. So the stuff in the first film, when you're seeing the studio where they're controlling everything, that was completely written just for the movie. Nice. And it actually works. Like it actually, for me, it actually added to the 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 material, the book, uh, to the the source material because it gave you an it gave you that extra view that you needed to see um, to sort of flesh out the story. But the point was, that the book is enjoyable as it is, and the film would have still been as enjoyable if it completely done it from Katniss's point of view. But I actually think they did a really really good job of really fleshing out the world even more than it had been in the books. Um, so it's, in terms of accuracy of adaptation, it's one of the best. Because you're reading it going, they did not miss a beat. There's nothing in there that's not in the film. Good. That's rare that people would It's very that. rare. Right. And it's such an incredible watch and read when you actually do it. So, yeah. There you go. That's Ooh. my that's my um, that's my number three is uh, the Hunger Games. Nice, very good choice. Not What's yours? It, not watched any of the films. Uh, oh, have I watched the first one? I may have watched the first one. I can't remember. Uh, my number three 
uh, we actually I actually referenced this uh, earlier, uh, and that's Stephen King's It. Yeah. And I'm going to go well, with Stephen King one. makes the list twice. Why not? He does. I know. And not one mention of Harry Potter in any of these. <laughs> mm. um, so Stephen King's It. And I'm going to go with chapter one because chapter two isn't as good. Um, and I'm definitely going with the modern adaptation because I think they did well with the adaptation, changing it to the 80s when it was set in the 50s and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um it's just it's just very good. It's a very good film. They obviously omit the scene and I'll I'll just briefly touch on it. They don't do the scene where and this is this is a good way reason for any writer, creator to write more female characters into your stories because the reason why this scene happens is because there is only one girl. <laughs> and in the book uh, there's a scene where uh, all of the children essentially with consent she gives permission she says this will make us closer as a unit and they all take turns having sex with the girl brilliant of course of course this is from the cocaine fueled mind of Stephen King he does he has since said he regrets writing this scene um, but the fact that, that because they're taking turns with one girl, this is why you need to write more female characters because then it wouldn't be down to just one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, give that aside, obviously the people that have made the adaptations, whether it's the one with Tim Curry or the new one, um, they, they omitted that, thankfully. But that first It Chapter One is just so good. And it's it's... It's like a coming-of-age story. Whereas I think in the book, you can just get it as a straight-out horror. I think when the, you adapt it to the film and you do add in those like emotions mm. and the bonds and the friendships and the family kind of aspect of the whole thing, you realise it is... I think the film does a better job than the book of the symbolism of those bonds. And I... I wouldn't have thought that I would go into watching It Chapter 1 and feel like I was moved to tears. But mm. I was. I genuinely okay. was. And and I think that's that's uh, a, a strength of the people making that film that they were able to get that emotion out of me when the source material is so horrific, but also ridiculous. It's ridiculous, uh, the original source material. So I think it's a, it's, it's a very good adaptation that actually manages to pull something else from it that you wouldn't have thought they'd been able to so that's good. why it's in my top five good love it good shout thank you so number two okay right i have ummed and ahed about my number two and number one for the longest time these have oh these have well, which one's gonna go where they see these have continually switched places like because there's one that i go no this is the best adaptation ever like it, the, the, the hands down and then the other one's like, but I love this one so much. And it's also a very good adaptation. And they both, both of them created films that kind of changed cinema. They really were massive, massive films, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was really, really hard to pick. And I genuinely can't believe I'm about to do this, but I'm doing it on a whim right now. I'm doing it right now based on just a thought. It's my favourite film of all time that I'm putting in at number two. Oh, I know what it is. It's Jurassic Park. 
And I'll tell you why I'm putting it. Like, there's a good reason. There is a good reason for me putting it in at number two. It's a good book. It's a very good book. And it's an excellent film. But it's the book and the film. It's like some of the characters are wild. In fact, all the characters are wildly different. Hammond, for instance. Hammond is an arsehole in the books. He's a money. He's after just as much. He's, he's just after money. There's a whole yeah. conversation. And this is why I wasn't too upset by the whole genet- the way they took the genetic engineering in the, in the Jurassic World series like you know it's, it, not so not so much the second and the third but definitely the first film was like oh, I don't mind the Indominus Rex I don't I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it because there is a whole the conversation in the first book where they talk about genetically engineering dinosaurs A to be more docile so that they're more what people imagine dinosaurs to be like and B making ones that were small enough to keep as pets in people's houses so there was like a whole thing where they were like yes this is a thing that we are going to do with this technology so it was logical that that's what they would do in Jurassic World so I had no problem with that there's a whole conversation about that there's bits that happened in the Jurassic Park, the first film, that then get lifted and taken out into the Lost World mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the death of... Um, oh, who was it again? The d- death of Hammond is taken into a, into the Lost World and it's another character's yeah. death. And they yeah, use the little, the, the little dinosaurs. The compies, the yeah. Ones. They actually yeah. Uh, eat him. Um, so it's... It's... What... Spielberg did very well in adapting that film, that book is that he drew what was fascinating the so the idea of the dinosaurs the the problem with wielding genetic engineering as a power um, and how it could go wrong and he and the names of the characters and he created a very and a, a game changing film I mean that film changed cinema it was so so good and still um, holds up to this day and it still looks good it's amazing yeah. what happens when you shoot things in the low light um but the point is it still looks good and so like i want it to be number 1 but but i think because there are such wildly different aspects of the book versus like there's a whole bit in the book at the end, towards the end where they go hunting for raptors nests yeah and that's not that's not in the film at all so it's yeah it's one of these things where it's like the the river ride in the book where they get chased by the t-rex through the forest while they're in the river is incredible as well but again it's so like i would wanted to put this number one i desperately wanted this to be number one but i think because of the amount of changes that were made i have to put it in number two but i it deserves to be higher than the other films because it changed everything and it is an amazing adaptation to take a book that would that book easily if they'd made it frame for frame as it was that movie would be a trilogy minimum yeah Mm -hmm. but to make it into one film spot on amazing so it's a fantastic adaptation but it has to be number two because of the amount of changes can i ask you a question go in 10 years time if they wanted to make a proper adaptation like and not change any of the things like put in the things that you said make hammond an arsehole Put in the river chase. Put in that. The I wouldn't want thing. it. You wouldn't want it. No, I want what's already been made. That's the thing. I think what mm-hmm. they did was amazing. Would you want to see it though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number two? My number two. Um, so with 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 my number two, uh, it's controversial again because this is one of those rare occasions where I think the adaptation is better than the original Mm. 
and that's why I've picked it. And they do change bits. Of course they change bits. There's there's a lot in it that is different to the source material. Um, but the adaptation, whilst the whole film is very bleak, it leaves me feeling very hopeful. Yeah. And I also like to bring it up now because it feels so much more relevant today than it ever has before. And we say this every year whenever I talk about this film. And that is V for Vendetta. <sighs> now, I, 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 again, I saw the film of V for Vendetta, loved it. So I wanted to read the book. I wanted to read the graphic novel. And I got to tell you, did not care for the graphic novel. Did not at all. Um, I found it boring. I didn't like the art. I didn't like the way it ended. Um, I I just, and there was a sequence in it that I just didn't think was very good that I think they covered in five minutes in the movie where it was just like a whole chapter in the comic, uh, which is where the, the cop that is um, going after him uh, ends up taking LSD and ends up going on this really weird sort of journey of self-discovery, which I just thought was bollocks, to be honest. Mm. But the film takes all of the good elements from that story. And that film is just... I take it you've seen V for Vendetta. Has oh, God, yeah, it? it's amazing. I, I it's, love it. I find it such an underrated... Like, no one talks about it, really. No. I, I, I don't no. think anyone talks about this. And especially now, when things from that book are kind of happening, the whole thing is like there was a virus that killed a bunch of people in London. And the government fucked up and in, in some respects caused it. I'm not saying, obviously, the government in London and in, in the UK didn't cause COVID, sure. But they've cashed in on it, uh, if you ask me. And uh, I, I, I just find this the, the whole story and the hopefulness at the end where it's, we're all V. Yeah. Or at least we all have the potential to be V. And I think... I just think that the film achieved more than the book did in terms of the message it was trying to put across. Mm, and that's mm. why I think it's like, that's why it's my number two. It's not quite my number one. You'll know why when I tell you my number one, but this could easily be a number one because of, as I said, it achieves in sending the message the book was intending to send. Cool. Good shout. Love so, it. So, yeah. So, number one for you, sir. I mean... Trilogy. Oh, so it's a whole trilogy. Yeah, and I actually think, personal opinion, I think these are better than the source material. Ooh. Same as, as you, yeah. As I just said, yeah. It's Lord of the Rings. Right. Okay. It's Lord of the Rings. I, it's, it's phenomenal. It is. It's amazing. Those three films just get better and better each film. Yeah. Like... Name a series where the trilogy gets better in every film. Probably because they filmed it back to back rather than taking yeah. in audience reactions and going, well, this character's popular. Let's put them more in yeah, this more. Exactly. This, no. this, was a, this, was a, this was a trilogy made with a purpose. They knew exactly what was going on because they based it on books that were. And look, don't get me wrong. The books are good. But oh, my God, do those books drag. They are a hard read. <laughs> They're a really hard read. You've got to learn the language to read them, really, don't you? Exactly. And then there's like, yeah. I, I remember the backlash when they were like, well, we haven't included Tom Bombadil in the first film. Does anyone remember the scene with Pom Tom Bombadil? That stops the book dead. <laughs> it absolutely 
kills the pacing of the first book. Like the whole Tom Bombadil, there's no need for Tom Bombadil to actually get rid of him and actually, like Peter Jackson recognized that and he creates this film that is both fast paced and takes its time. Like it's insane. Like, you can watch that film and it's like, it's three hours long, like, you know, but yet it flies by. It, it absolutely flies by. But my God, the seat in the just in the fellowship alone, the set pieces are incredible. Like incredible, the minds of Moria is just insane. And like it's a that's a movie in its own right. That whole sequence, mm-hmm. it's such a good adaptation. The casting is it couldn't have been better. Ian McKellen as Gandalf, yeah, like. All of the the hobbits were perfectly. Every character was perfectly cast in this. It was absolutely. Even Sean Bean was perfectly cast to die early. It was a perfect, perfect film. I still enjoy it to this day watching it, and I actually think it it does. It, it's like because don't get me wrong, the books are a literally a literary classic, and uh, literally literary classic literary literary classic there we go um and they they should be read they should be read everyone should try and read lord of the rings but the problem is the word try because oh my god do those books drag at times like really drag and it's they're hard reads but those movies are not hard watches no so and, they, and, and are we going for the extended cuts of each one? Either or, or mate. Like both or, of them yeah. are brilliant. All of it's yeah. brilliant. Like you do, if they'd never did the extended cut, no one would be unhappy. The you, fa- you wouldn't know. That's the strange thing. Because it's well. so good. Yeah. So that's it. That's my that's my number one. It has to, and that's why. Like it, it does. Even though Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time, this edges it out because it is so good. It is so, so good. Um, and it's three movies that just get better and better. So there you oh. go. That's my number one. There we go. Trilogy. A trilogy there. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're going to put a trilogy out there, if it's going to be a book adaptation, not a comic book, a book adaptation, Lord of the Rings is a good one to go with. Yeah, thank you. So what's your um, number one? Just to contradict what I just said there, if you're going to talk about adapting a book into a movie, mm. then I think mine is... This was the film that was essentially considered the first blockbuster. Right. And that film that put Steven Spielberg on the map is Jaws. So come on. Jaws is one of the best films, period. Not just best adaptations, one of the best films ever made. Shark still looks fake. Shark still looks fake. (laughs) The shark was also called Bruce. uh, (laughs) Which they did in Finding Nemo, where they named the shark Bruce after (laughs) after the shark in Jaws. Um, But, yeah, sure. But the thing is, because the shark looked fake and didn't always work because, you know, electronics uh, and water don't go well together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it led them to make a film in a certain way that made it work better. By showing the shark less, it creates the tension more. 100%. And then, and then so many horror films and those sorts of films like Alien 
those sorts of things like that, you know, they would not have made them in such a way if they didn't realize because a lot of films would be like, no, you've got to show the scary thing, show the scary thing. No, don't show the scary thing. It makes it scarier. And then you've got all the performances, Richard yep. Dreyfus and, 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 and uh, oh my God, his name's gone from my head. Uh, sure. Something sure. Oh, fucking hell, it's gone from my head. But the speech about when he was attacked by sharks, and that was essentially, that was ad-libbed. That was, a, that was essentially, I think, a true story from the actor hmm. of an experience that he had. I may have exaggerated that. It might not have been that serious, but I think there is a, an element of truth to, to what he was talking about when he was talking yeah. about fighting in the war and then them being in the waters and then sharks circling them and all of that. It's just, it's terrifying. But also the concept of nature, bringing an entire town to a standstill. And again, the political satire of it, where they're going, no, you're just fear-mongering. Yeah. And then it ends up literally biting them in the ass, mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no, this is not fear-mongering. This is true. Are you saying the this shark is, is Brexit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% saying the shark is Brexit. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is... And I have read the book. I mean, I read the book when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to see the film, so I was allowed to read the book. Brilliant. But uh, I love it. I love that film so much. If I see it on and I end up flicking over, I'll have to watch it to the end. I'll have right. to. Because it's so good. It's so good. And in terms of adaptations... Because, again, and not a lot of people really talk about the book of Jaws. They do mm. talk about the film. And that's just show that just shows you how good an adaptation it is because it actually has made people stop talking about the original. Good. Good shout. Love it. So there you go. Good number one. Thank you. Good number one. Listen, it was a good list. It was a very good list. If if anyone takes anything out of this Fantastic Five, it's not only do you have a load of films that if you haven't seen, we've just given you a bunch of great choices, but we've also given you a bunch of good stuff that you can read. There you go. When your brain is in a twist Cause you've got to make a list Of the best things of all time Or the worst things we can find It's a fair and fabulous Phenomenal Fantastic Five Oh, this has been fun I know Listen to me advocating for reading When I don't do any myself I these know, days No, you're the worst <laughs> um, This has been lots of fun I've missed this I have too, and we're, uh, we're we're back for a little while. We're going to be doing we this are. for a, we're going to be doing this for a couple of months now. So it's yeah, gonna be good. you know it's going to be good. We're going to enjoy it. I'm pretty sure a couple of months takes us to. When is that going to take us to the end of? October? Well, where are we now? August. So we'll probably take our next break in October. In October, in time for my birthday. Brilliant. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. And then 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 we'll do a run during Christmas. Excellent. So, Sounds stupid. Yeah, <laughs> we did not time this. <laughs> we did not think this through. Okay, um, but uh, thank you for listening because this is actually um, the end of the podcast. It is. Great. It's over. Thank you so much for listening. If this is the uh, if this is the first time you've been listening to this podcast, well, Mike, well, congratulations for making it to the end. Um, if you haven't done so already, why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other made-up platform there is for what, listening to podcasts. Now, here's a couple of things that you can do as well if you really enjoyed it. Number one, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. 
The more reviews we get, the higher we'll move up in the rankings and the more listeners we will attract. And that would just be swell. You can also tell other people about this podcast. I tell them in real life or you can tell them online. How can they do that? They can do it on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Tag us and stuff. Uh, If you see us posting a link to a podcast episode, share it. Hit retweet, hit share. Can't share on Instagram, but at least hit the heart. Hit the heart button. Double tap the image. Just so again, it gets engagement up, gets the algorithm warmed up for us to be seen by other people. It really helps. We appreciate it if you do those things. And look, if you comment, we'll comment back, you know. Unless you're one of those people that comments saying, Hey, why don't you promote it on our Instagram page? No, forget it. And if you're one of those people that comments to say, Do you need us to do graphic uh design for you? No. We've got it covered. We're fine. However, we are interested in your manscaping uh, gear. Yes. If you want us to promote your ball shaving equipment, we'll probably do it. <laughs> we'll probably do it. Not, I mean, yes, we'll probably shave our balls as long as you give us a free like sample. Uh, yeah. But, 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 but yeah, you, you know. Anyway, enough of the ball shaving. Share us on social media if you see the links there. If you want to comment, do it. Both Rick and I are also on Twitch. Get involved in the chat. Rick is twitch.tv forward slash Rick Carranza. I'm twitch forward slash, or twitch.tv forward slash UK. Find us on there. Engage with us. We'll have a chat with you. It's, it's, it's a great way to contact us in real time. And also, normally we do uh, live stream these on YouTube. We haven't this week because timings and setups and whatnot. But if you go to our YouTube, uh, so just search for The Geekatorium on YouTube, you can find us. Hit the bell. Hit subscribe. Then you'll get a notification when the podcast goes live because we will do these these as a live stream. So come find us. We're everywhere. Find us. That is all. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Bye. Toodaloo.